Welcome to the teaching, Purpose Discovery, and Prophetic Ministry of Reverend Femi Akela, commissioned by God with a mandate to deliver the oppressed and afflicted, and help guarantee the fulfillment of their God-ordained purposes through the unveiling of the mysteries of God's kingdom. Be richly blessed. Are you, or can you survive the marriage you are praying for? That's the topic of um, this particular uh, service. And if you are online, you are watching me. The topic of this service is, can you really survive? Now, for every prayer you are praying, for every blessing you are praying about, it comes with challenges. Now, it comes with some packages. It comes uh, with realities that you have to face. For every miracle you are expecting. So, for marriage too, that you are praying... Father Lord said to me maritally, now are you really ready for the marriage you are praying for? And that's why sometimes I ask you some questions and I ask you and I look at you. And now you begin to tell me what you think. Seriously, it's what you think is good. But my own is just to add me to salt. When I met this young man, he said he was going to marry a daughter of a rich man. That's what he told me. And we're driving. And on a very lighter mode, we used to talk. And I said... God will not let it be possible for you. He said, when you marry the daughter of a very rich man that has everything, you have no control. If God not taking, they even put you in the house. And when worse comes, she will tell you, but my father owns this house. Are you mad? I said, God will build your life. You will be great. And God will give you a woman that you can talk to. A woman that you can tell, sit down there. You want to go and marry a girl that the father has pampered, that even the father cannot control. That the father cannot say, sit down there. Is it you that want to control? The father that are taking care of her, that are sent her to university, hospital and everything, you. So for every blessing you are praying for, for every blessing you are praying for, get ready for some realities that comes with it. It's only marriage. So many enter marriage and they cannot survive it. I want to pray into your future. May you survive marriage. Am I in the right service? May your marriage never lead to divorce in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm praying this time into your future. We have seen people that survive marriage 70 years, 50 years, and they are still friends. I pray for you. God will not give you your enemy as husband or wife in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you. It's only for five people this one. May your marriage be an inspiration to others in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you today. Your labor in life over your marriage and the family. I'm praying to your future shall never be in vain in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray for you. You will not miss your assigned husband, assigned wife in life in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are the one I pray for, say amen and carry the blessing home. So, now, if you are not prepared for a marriage, I'm sorry for an exam, you fail the exam. Hello. And likewise, if you are not prepared for marriage, you fail in that marriage. Are you really prepared for marriage? Can you survive the marriage you are praying for? Can you survive it? Because what you are going to meet there is not what you are watching in television. Everything you are watching in television is a lie. It's a packaged thing. It's edited. It's not true. It's not real. So you've got to know and prepare. So I want to ask you this question and the things you must take care of if you are going to really survive marriage. I pray one prayer for you three times. May you survive marriage. I'm not hearing you. May you survive marriage. So get ready now. Get ready now. Make decision now that my marriage will work. And you will not make mistake in marriage in Jesus' name. Now, if you are going to survive marriage, I just will give you one thing, mindset. There are some mindset you must have. I was a young boy, even before marriage, when I decided that some things would not come from in my house. I was a young boy, and said it, that money would not cause problems in my marriage. I was a young boy, and said it, that sex would not cause problems in my marriage. I was a very small boy. I knew it, and I said it, that there are some things that will not cause problems. And I stood on it. And it's worked for me. My marriage is almost 20 years. And some people are asking my wife, you and your husband, you don't fight? You have never brought his case? <laughs> and when she told me, I love, and I said, which case? There is no case here. There is no case. I pray for you that your marriage will last and survive in the name of Jesus Christ. So, I want to show you the mindset you must have. If you don't have this mindset, you can't survive marriage. 
Carry your Bible. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. I'd like us to read together, if you don't mind. I want you to read together, if you don't mind. There are some mind you must have. Mindset. Set it now. That's what we call it, mindset. Or that set it now. Set it now. When you set it now, it will help your future. Okay? Philippians chapter 2, from verse 5 to 11. If you are there, please join me. If you are not there, meet us on the way. Let this mind be in you. Say it again. Let me hear you. What's there? So there's a particular mind that can be in you that is wrong. He said, which was also in where? Christ Jesus. For, we say, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has also ex- highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every other name. And the name of Jesus, every name must bow, of things in heaven and things on earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the Father. God bless his word in Jesus' name. Number one. If you are going to survive marriage, you must conquer what is called insecurity. What are they saying about me? Did they say I'm not intelligent? What did they say about my body? Hmm. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 or 2. Many men, many men, sorry, many men and women, they don't see the potential, the full potential God has created to them. You are different from others. You are special. You are special. Somebody say, I am special. Look at me there. Be secure in yourself if you are going to survive in marriage. See, you are going to meet in-laws. People that, the first thing they look at you, they will just look at you like this. Is this the person you brought? There are some people, they are simple naturally. Be secure in yourself. People might not believe you at your first instant that they see you. But when you are securing yourself and they see your confidence, they say, there's something about that woman. She's just... First, they might think you are proud that you are not even intimidated by their looks and their nonsense. But when you are not securing yourself, you know that you love to do braids and it fits you. And the first time you meet somebody, you say, oh, don't be doing braids again, you are fine. Don't be doing braids, it's not fine at all for you. And you went home and cut it. You are not secure. You are very stupid. You are not secure. You are not secure. You want to survive marriage. You must conquer insecurity. For one week, please, don't say negative things to yourself. Just be saying, I am intelligent. I am beautiful. I am good. I am rich. I am moving forward for one week. Remove every form of negativity from your life now. Before you marry, marry. Because after you marry, look at me, people will present it to you like porridge. People will present, I'm telling you, present your life that you are not to you like salad. You are the one that will not decide whether this is my life or the talking nonsense. I pray for you. If you will say amen, may God deliver you from insecurity in Jesus' name. Yeah. Bible said there is now therefore no condemnation. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to 2. For those who are in Christ Jesus... For the law of spirit of life has set me free and you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Be happy with yourself. I'm telling you, be happy with yourself. Let insecurity go. When one of my brothers was going to marry, we went there and the whole family, they were mocking us. The whole family, you can see like this, they were, when they say, they mess us up. And I was smiling and I said to them, if only they know this family. When we're going, one of them says, should we come and we'll go and drop you? And I remember meeting one of them at Tikeda. But today, all of them are talking to us, help us ask, can we meet, can we meet your family? Ah, very soon, they will be begging to meet you. Yeah. You must conquer insecurity. Somebody say, I hear you. Yeah. Let's move to number two. Anyone you don't understand, just take note of it. I'm coming back 
Hello. See, you will walk like this, and immediately you walk like this. People will look at you. People will talk at your what? At your back. It's something at your at your back. They remain at your back. If they want to talk, talk up to my face. And I said, when you left, eh, when you left, as I was talking, what did he say? He said this, eh, you, are, you are stupid. Let them talk. People will always talk. Number two, you want to survive marriage? Get rid of selfishness. See, if you are selfish, don't marry. You are selfish, yeah? Everything is about me, 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 and myself, my pedicure, my miracle, my hair, my laba laba hair, my tongue, my this, my life, my everything is you. If you are selfish, forget about marriage. You will not survive it. Is it causing you know? Carry your Bible, Mark chapter twelve, verse one. When you are think- single, you think about yourself alone. You don't have um, anybody to discuss about you. Your salary is you alone. You plan for your salary. In every salary, maybe you want to buy shoe. You buy shoe three times in a year. So you have planned for your life. When you marry, you don't have plan for your life again. You have plan for two people. And if you have five children, you have plan for seven people. Should I say continue? I want to pray for all the ladies here before I pray for the men. You, may you not marry a selfish man in Jesus' name. You marry yourself, Matthew, by your own is finished. Selfish man. See how you say, men, I ain't when. Men, I want to pray for us. May you not marry a selfish woman in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Your own is the worst. Naturally, a woman is a collector. And when they collect it by the time they give back to you, they give back to you in full dose. That's a confirmation. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. You're paying your bills alone now. You do everything alone. That time will come. You don't pay, you don't do it alone. When you want to buy, wise men don't buy for themselves alone. You don't say, since my husband is the one carrying everything. No, you buy and buy for your husband. Are you listening to me now? The pastor was preaching. She just bought a car for the husband. I pray for all you ladies here that you will not wait for a man that will buy everything for you, but you yourself will buy for him in the name of Jesus Christ. Your woman is very, very terrible. I had some people saying that my husband's money belonged to us, but my money belonged to me. Is that kind of woman you are? The woman bought a car for the husband. The husband said, ah, why? The husband bought her a car. Ah, the woman said, ah, how can she bought another car? The man said, you are trying me? He went to the class of Rolls Royce. He went and bought her. The girl said, I surrender. Man, can I pray for you? May your wife surrender to you. Kill yeah. <laughs> those of me. The guy, yes, you're going to see somebody. Where the guy? Oh, God. You must conquer selfishness. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. Some of you are selfish. Even I know you from far that you are, what you are selling is more than fish. You sell shark. You sell everything. Should I continue? Thinking about yourself alone will cause you trouble. If you are selfish, don't marry. Say to your friend, say to the person beside you, tell him for me, tell him. Love your neighbor as yourself. If God says love your neighbor, then how are you going to love your wife? How are you going to love your husband? I did number three. Number three. It goes to that question I asked. Get ready to give more than you receive. Whether you are the man, whether you are the woman, you will give more than you receive. Luke 6, 38. And throughout marriage, you will learn the art of compromising. That there are some things you don't plan for that you have to pay for. So I said again. I said, give more than you can receive. Luke 6, 38. I said in marriage, sir, there are some things you don't plan for. Ask Brother Ben. Ask Pastor. Uh, I said, that you don't plan for it, but you pay for it. You don't plan for it. Ask, ask, ask uh, Joel. They will tell you. All married men will tell you. Ask for God that they're standing here. And some women will stand at your neck and they will have to collect it from you. It's my prayer for every one of you here. When it's time to recompense, to, when it's time to give, whatever area you have to give, may God give you what to give. Enter into marriage with the mindset of giving 100%. Don't wait for your husband to give 50%. Give him 100%. Give 100% of love. 
I was asking my wife, and thank God it was she was very intelligent. I said, Who should love one another most in marriage? So I said, No, it's the woman that must love you. Once the woman loves you, eh, you cannot mess up. I said, Okay. So I said, No, you are the one that must love her. Love her so that you die there. I said, Okay. So let me ask you now, who should love the other person? Hmm? Who do you believe should love? This one should love more than this one. Who should love one? Hmm? Somebody told me, tell me. Eh? You should be equal. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know, he doesn't believe you should be equal. She never believe that the husband should love 100%. The wife should love 10%. No? Is it right? Give your husband 100% love and let him give you 100% love back. Don't believe that I'm a woman. And that's the nonsense that is happening now. Open ring in me. Open ring in me. Open. Don't do so. I'm on your building tap. They're opening everywhere. Did you see opening on the road? Open ring. Open ring. Open ring. Uh-huh. Get ready to give more than you receive. Lucy 38. You know, give and shall be given unto you. You don't give love, you want to collect love back. You don't give compassion, you want to collect compassion back. Don't expect what you have not given. You didn't give her love, you didn't give him love, don't expect love back. No, don't deceive yourself. Now, people come to church and marry good girls. They come to church and marry good guys. And most bad girls marry, marry good guys. And the guy will not be able to see anything because they marry in the church. But we are telling and teaching you now. So that you don't enter marriage. We are teaching you now. It's a because I have taught you that if you are going to survive marriage, there are some things, some mindsets you must have and change. I move on to number four because of time. Get rid of pride. Get rid of pride. Have you overcome pride? If it is no, sir, don't go into marriage. Some men can't just say, I'm sorry. A woman came to me on can- for counseling on Tuesday. And when I started talking to her, I said, everything I've told you, are you, are you satisfied? She said, yes. She said, but you know what? What you just said now about my marriage is true. And I'm going to leave that guy. I said, why? He said, I'm going to leave him. He said, why? He said, I've done everything for that guy. I have loved him. But you know what? He's, this man cannot say sorry. We are married for, nine, for 19 years and he has never told me sorry. He said, this time around, I'm going to leave him. I said, but I don't know you now, and I'm telling you now that your marriage is going to break. That you have to be very, very patient. He says, sir, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry to disappoint you and God. I want the marriage to break, because this man is very proud and stupid. He said, this man cheats on me, and he cheats on me to my face. He said, when this man is traveling, he will buy condoms. He said, I used to see the condom. He said, and I did as he went. He's doing it outside, let him do it outside. And I opened my mouth like this. He said... He was talking to a woman, and I was standing in front of him, and he was still talking to the woman that, okay, baby, bye-bye, baby, see you, baby, yeah, baby, hey, baby. He said, Daddy, if you want this man to say, tell him to come and beg me. I said, what did the pastor say? He said, the pastor called her that, the, that she should go and beg. And he said, no. He said, the pastor, I'm not coming to church again. She didn't cry out. I'm not coming to your church again. If he's not begging me, this marriage is over. So, pride can break a marriage. All the sin of that man, the girl said she's not, she said, ah, ah, she, he knows how to beg me. As how do you cook? He said, he can cook very well. He said, when I'm cooking a goosey, he's cooking a gunner. I said, she He said, we cook together. And you don't talk. He said, no. He said, the, the, woman, the man gives you the money. Go and give your money, stupid mother, this money. And mommy, that is what I should give you that you are very stupid. Don't mind your daddy. daddy your daddy is a bastard. Where is the money? Because of pride. Excuse me, ma'am. You might be the one that will apologize and say sorry till you die. Can you? Excuse me, bros. You might be the one that will be the one saying sorry and your wife will never say sorry. Can you stand it? I'm asking now. You want to marry? I met people in Europe. Europe was the worst. It's 50-50. Is the worst. Is the worst. Any small thing the woman will tell them to call the police, you will leave the house. The house you bought together, you go and sleep in the snow. 
don't know what to say. So she left. That she's not going to apologize to him. That she's ready for the marriage to break. And that is it. Look at me. Are you the woman that you cannot just say sorry? Are you the brother that you cannot just say sorry? You can't apologize to anybody. People around me know that even the things I've not done, I will tell you, oh, sorry. It's no big deal. What a man or a woman that always says sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you and please. His life is always in order. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you so much. And please. Girl, I'm telling you. But you can't. You believe that you are so sophisticated. Excuse me, what do you have that is not in the body of a dog? You believe that you are so fine. I saw a dog in Europe. The kind of hair you did, Josh, is the kind of hair they did for the dog. I said, so they did this. I've seen a dog that they did this thing for. What is it called? 34, I said, I will tell them in church. There is nothing about you. It's the Spirit of God in us that makes us to be different. And our mindset. Let this mindset be in you that you have to, you might be the one apologizing. Now look at me, for how many years can you apologize? You are already in it. And that's why we talked about courtship. That from the courtship you will know. Somebody was talking to me, he said, I want to know about this man. I said, but you know that he used to slap you. He said, Daddy, how do you know? I said, I know. I said, you know between me and you that any smart he tap you. I said, okay, introduction here. All this one is introduction. I said, all your teeth, your molar, your jugula, premolar, everything will be removed. And when she says, when she says, I want to know, should we go ahead? I said, ah, go ahead, we are. If you have not conquered, Bible says pride comes before what? Before. You are not asking me again, no. You are not asking Pride comes before what? So many good relationships. Family are kind of because of sorry, sorry. I have entered into a place where everybody is waiting that things will cross in Port Harcourt. And by the time I got there, three things saved me. Number one, I have met the girl before in Ghana. I paid for her luggage. Number two, I started with, I'm sorry. This meeting is not supposed to be. But as I was talking, she came in and said, ah, Reverend, what are you doing here? I said, what are you doing here? We came to solve something here, so sit down. She said, I'm the lawyer, please. I said, hmm, sorry, your excellency, sit down. I said, by the reason of Reverend here, this case is finished. And they have been pulling this case for 15 years. What are you telling me? The case is all. They said, it's finished, we'll resolve it between family. Now, you're surprised that a man as tall as I am can say sorry. What is there? You say sorry for your life. You say, I'm not sorry, or you don't say, I'm telling you, relationship, good family, they're broken because people can't. And let me tell you, everything we are doing, your children will be watching you. Don't say your children, your child is bad. Most times, they do. 85% times, they do what you, what they see you doing. I pray into your future again. You will survive your marriage. First Peter 5, 6, he said, therefore, humble yourself, humble yourself, therefore. On the mind of God, that He may exalt you. God will exalt you. Your amen is doing that. Say, God will exalt you. So get ready. Number number five. How ready are you to face pressure? See, you are not married now. There is pressure. eh? After marriage, come and see pressure. Anytime there is a need, a need to buy this, a need to get that, your need will put pressure on you. Not only on you, your need to even do something for your mom, for your dad, for your siblings, for your friends, will put more need on you. Now, when you now marry, your need to satisfy your husband or wife will put more and more pressure on you. Now, listen to me. If you cannot face pressure now, start praying. Some of you, some of you, some of you. Because you are going through your period, you do as if the whole world want to crumble. Everything you are eating and this. Why did you come as a woman? See, we don't know what's happening. Just that. I'm sorry to say this on camera. So of you, smart like this, you like, I don't take nonsense. I don't take nonsense. Don't mind. There is going to be pressure. 
a woman had a dream that they want to send out from her marriage. So she ran to her pastor. And when she was talking to her pastor, I was beside the pastor. And the pastor said, Ah, since uh, you are here, Reverend, let me pray for this girl. And I said, Well, the dream you had is true. Go and pray very well. The Lord will sustain your marriage. I said, Just as you have seen it, try. God will help you. The mother in law and all that family, their plan that they will send out of that house. The only person that stood for her was her husband. But the husband doesn't joke with the mother. So, nobody for her. They have planned that will frustrate her. She will leave. So, the mother-in-law came. What is this one? Look at how you do this. Look at how you do this. Sorry, mama. You are a useless guy. And when she's talking, the husband is coming, the woman will start crying. And the husband will always tell you that I don't do with my mother. I can kill for my mother. What would the woman do? And God did not send any prophet to her. God showed her that they would send her out of this house. And she prayed before she married him. You know what? She stood in the pressure. They did everything. They did everything. She stood. When everything finished, the mother-in-law came and the family and said, Ah! I need down for your head. You are not just a woman. You are a child of God. I pray for you. Whatever pressure that is waiting for you, may God give you power to bring them down in the name of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8. We are troubled on every side. I, I read another version for you. Uh, they call the name of this version um, the Passion Translation. It said, though we experience every kind of pressure. So, in life you are going to see every kind of pressure. And look at me. You are going to face pressure in marriage. When it comes, I pray for you. May you survive it. Your amen is not good. I say, may you survive it. I'm not hearing you. May you survive it. All of a sudden, your husband can't pay house rent, God forbid. Your salary can't pay house rent. And the first thing is, should I go back to my ex? Pressure. Pressure. The people that you don't talk to before you begin to talk to them, maybe they will help you. Pressure. All of a sudden, you can't pay your children's school fees. They will put pressure on you. A man was asking the wife. He said, my boss in the office, he said, no, everything I, will, I tell you, my boss is asking me that we should be... And the stupid girl said, eh, there's no problem. Maybe we'll be settling you. Do you know why? Pressure. I pray for you. May God deliver you from stupid pressures in the name of Jesus Christ. And the woman will take the boy, the man out for days. Then the girl started making noise. Why are you making noise? Now, who is guilty? Is it the boss? Is it the guy? Or the girl? The girl. Why should you say the girl? If you say the girl, the guy that is doing it, you call. You say the guy. You say the girl. What about the guy? The guy wants to do. If he doesn't want to do, I will not even come and ask my wife that, eh, my old guy, my old guy is telling me something, no, should I do? <laughs> it's because I want to do. You get it now? So don't blame, don't blame the guy. Don't blame the, the guy. I blame the guy. Me? I blame the guy. You want to do. If you don't want to do, you will not come and ask your wife. I won't even ask her. And most times, women make rational decisions. Now let them say, oh, but I'm a woman, you should have decided. Yeah? So pressure will come, sir. And when it comes, Mr. and Mrs. Somebody, Living very close to my house, came when they had problem financially. The lady met her former boyfriend. The former boyfriend now was then a senator, and that one told her that you know what, when we were in school, you used to be my babe. Now we are out of school, and I still want you. But I'm mad. He said no problem. Tell your husband. Tell your husband. Go and tell your husband that if I kiss you here, I give you five million. If I kiss you here, I give you 20 million. And the lady went to meet the husband. And both of them came to me. Husband sat like this. Wife sat like this. Dad, I said, what? My wife has something to say. I said, what? He said, I met my former boyfriend. He's now a senator. I said, who? He mentioned the name of the senator. Stupid senator. I said, okay. So what did the senator want? He said, if I kiss you here, I give you 5 million. If I kiss you here, I give you 20 million. Daddy, should we go? I said, that was a nonsense question you came to ask me. 
Holy Moses. And I said, I will never answer you because both of you have decided you want the money. No people come to pastor to come and lie. So the nursing and, and but daddy said, yeah. I said, both of you have decided already. May the Lord help you. Please leave my house. He said, Sir, you are not straight for us. Be straight over with us. I said, I'm not saying anything. Both of you should go. Will my wife come and tell me that somebody wants to kiss her here? Five million. Somebody else like twenty million. I will tell her, go and do it now. And bring the money first. Then we'll make our decision after I collect the money. My prayer for you, stupid pressure will not scatter your home. Your amen is not good. Stupid pressure will not scatter your home. So get ready, you are going to face pressure. And let me tell you, after marriage, the pressure will be much. Because after marriage, you will be more beautiful. The glory that was lost, was lost will come back. Then people will never say, ah, you guys, that's beautiful as this, as this. See some men, when you go and look at our picture before we marry, we are like ostrich. Now your wife has polished him. We know some people when they came to Lagos, their trotter was here. We know that they were standing in the front. Now they walk and they walk and say, hello, Baba. We know how you look like when you came. We know how you look like. I know, I, you know what? That's why you need to put a picture of your past former life like this. I, I put it in my pillow. When I look at how and where God brought me, how I look like, I just behave myself. There will be pressures. But if you cannot stand pressure, don't marry you. Number one. Number six. Practice purity. Who shall ascend to the holiness of God? Psalm 24. From verse 3. And who may stand in his holy place? He that has a clean hands. Look at that one. And a pure word. And a pure heart. Who has not lifted his soul to falsehood. And has not sworn deceitfully. Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the Lord. Look at it. Look at it. James chapter 4, verse 7 to 8, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to the Lord, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Now this way I'm going to purify your heart, you double-minded person. Now look at me. For every sex you have with one person, after you marry, let me tell you, your spirit is still tied to that person. And if Christ is not taking, anything can take you back to that person. I can't imagine a woman married and your spirit is still tied to somebody else even after you have met your boas. Practice purity. Try to practice purity. Anything that will tamper with your purity, I curse them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Number seven, I've been telling you, and I don't know whether you're not taking it seriously. If you are not financially free, you are not free indeed. If you are not financially free, you are not free. Now look at me. You want to marry? Do you have a stable finance? What do you even know about money? You want to marry. What do you know about money? If you are going to survive financially in marriage, you must know something about money. You must pray to be financially free. Can I quickly pray into your future again? May God give you financial freedom. Yeah. Your amen is not good. I think you don't need it. Maybe I should pray for myself. May God give you financial freedom. Yeah. Your amen is still not good. May God give you financial freedom. Yeah. If you are the one I'm praying for, let me know. May God give you financial freedom. Yeah. Pray with me. Oh Lord, give me financial freedom. Say it again. Let me hear you now. See, you can be spirit-filled. Very spirit-filled. And be physically and financially broke. I pray for you. You will not be broke in life in the name of Jesus Christ. Money is one of the biggest things that cause arguments among couples. Shall I say it again? Money it's one of the biggest things that cause argument among couples. And I told you, I made my decision before I married that money will not cause trouble in my marriage. So I said to God, and I began to see how I can settle my family. 
It's my prayer for you. That when it comes to finance, you will not be a storyteller in life in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at the promise of God for you. Deuteronomy 28 from verse 11. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous. There's only five people in good things. In the fruit of your body. In the fruit of thy cattle. In the fruit of thy ground. In the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give you. Look at verse 12. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure. The heavens shall give you rain unto the land in this season. And bless all the work of your hands. And thou shalt, look at, look at, thou shalt lend to how many? To, to nations. And thou shalt not borrow. This passage is for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Your amen is very, very terrible. This passage is for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not hearing you. This passage is for you in the name of Jesus Christ. We have not started lending to people. The Bible says we shall lend to nations. This passage is for us in the name of Jesus Christ. For the people that believe the word of God, so much they believe the word and they prevail. This passage is for me and you in the name of Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 19. A feast is for laughter and wine for many. And look at that one. Money answered all things. Look, look at me. After you are spiritual, the next thing you must possess is money. When you have money, there are some insults that will not come near you and your family. I'm telling you, where your wife should take Uber, you sent her to trek. You say trek and Cooper now. It's just four bus, it's just four bus stop. One, two, three, four, four bus stop. Make up your mind that God must bless you financially. You might not have all the whole world, but the one you will have will be enough. To take care of you and your family. Can I hear a big amen now? Yes. So you must learn to manage money now. When you have poor management of money, it will affect your marriage. When you have a man that doesn't know what you call scale of preference, what to buy per time. They want to pay the students to fit, but they prefer to buy a shoe. Or you prefer to buy a ticket. Or you prefer to buy gold. And you have school fees to pay. You know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? If you are here, shout hallelujah. So, pray now that God will give you wisdom. In fact, let me pray for you. May God give you wisdom to manage your money in the name of Jesus Christ. I go to number eight, and I'm going to round up now. You say you want to marry. And I'm asking, can you survive that marriage? How much of God's word do you have in you? Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law will not depart from your mouth. And from it shall you make your way prosperous. Uh, observing all that is written there. But by then shall you make your way prosperous. How much of the word of God do you have? I told you, according to the number of your age in life, know the word of God. You are 40 years, know at least 40, 40 percent, and that's at least. You should know 400. Hmm? The unbelievers, they have their own incantation and they know it offhand. Why don't you know your own too? Offhand. There are times in life uh, for you not to be written off that it is written that will deliver you. Your future is in the rear, is in the scripture. Psalm 119 verse 11 Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. You want to go far in life. Listen to me. There are things that will happen in your marriage that it is the word of God that will settle it for you immediately. You just carry the word of God, put the word of God and equate it and you. A woman went to the husband's office and saw the husband in the act, life. If you are the one, you are going to divorce the marriage. Especially when you read law. Or once you have masters, you have mastered his grace. And when she got home, she cooked, she did everything. When the guy saw full silence, he ran away. If, if she came with fighting, you know what's going to happen now? The man will be tired. So she, he, she, she cooked the best food, crab. The man like crab. He like uh, what that thing again apart from crab? From everything. He's just still like this. The lady said, wait, 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 wait. You think I'm poisoning you? She tasted the same. No, you must have tasted, you must have drunk anti-poison. <laughs> you know? 
He was the one confessing to the family, I cheated, I cheated, but that does not mean she should poison me. She wants to kill me. All the family came, they ate the food. They said, nothing happened. He said, eh, hey. ah, okay, I'm sorry. He went, he went to bath. He said, maybe I put something in the water. Do you know why? It is his conscience. It's his conscience. The girl did not, why? The girl has read the word of God. He has seen that well, I've married a madman. This place, the guy gave his life to Christ instantly. But you, you, you say, No, someone was saying, But you went for counseling and they told you this. And you said, You don't say, ah, that, that is what it is. How much of the word of God do you have? Because we are going to face challenges that the only solution will be to come back forever. Oh Lord, help me finish it. And if the word of God is settled, may your life spiritually, maritally, financially be settled in the name of Jesus Christ. Number nine. I'm, I'm rounding off now. You say you are rounding off. You say you are rounding off. Is in number nine. And at least we have time. Praise God. If it is if you are watching now, you will not say rounding off. Number nine. Can you manage the home? Or you are a lazy person? Some of you said eh. This woman that manage, manage the home. You. You enter to the house of some guys. You'll be walking like this. Oh Lord. The boxer you have used. Three months ago. You'll be coming to church. you carry boxer like this. Boom. Boom. You'll hear it. On jeans, people will not know. You come just, Lord, give me victory. One girl will be praying, I want to marry that one. You don't have any victory. Should I continue? You say you want to marry, eh? But you cannot cook. You say, My best food is Gary and Granot, just because you don't want to cook. Sweetheart, do you like Gary and Granot? We put block in there. You see some girls, eh? Before the man married, very handsome man. After the man married them, the man turned to at warm. God will judge them. God will judge them. They say, your handsome is not it's not easy, it's not easy. And you are getting fat from your head to your chest to your down. Everywhere is fat. Like elephant asses. I'm talking to you now. You want to marry, madam. But you cannot enter the kitchen. You are always waiting for somebody to go to the kitchen for you and cook. He said, when it comes to food, you know, the next pastor that want to marry me, me, I'll be helping him intellectually. But that food, eh, I'm at the cook. Your cook is going to marry your husband. You will eat. Even to stand up and pack the food is difficult. You will put the dish in, the plate beside the bed. Your neighbors are cockroaches and bed bulbs. I've seen ladies when they finish eating, they will sleep with their hand like this, dirty. Why don't you tell them, I'm just feeling lazy today. You are always feeling lazy. You are not pregnant yet, oh. You cannot stand up and cook. You cannot stand up and pack your plates. You cannot stand up and wash your hands. You will soak pint. You soak pint. Why are you shaking your head? For three weeks, and you don't mind if anybody help you wash it. Works of darkness. You don't suck. Some men, you better pray very well. You are going to wash pipes with choruses. I'm not going to pray now. And when you come to church, you will not be able to talk. When they ask you, how is my, you say, God is good. Once you turn it like that, we know you are suffering. You say, God is good. I hear me tell me about me. And you know what? Some of you will wash it. God forbid. He says, Love. If I can wash his own, that he says, 100, 100%. So, 100% washing our pint. Come and see your Bible. What the Bible says. Proverbs 15 19. Are you a lazy woman? The path of the lazy fool is like a thorny hedge. So, there is thorn in your marriage. But the road of the descent is an open highway. May your life be a great highway in the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
Proverbs 18, 9. Whoever is lazy, lazy, sorry, regarding his work is also a brother to the master of destruction. So if you are lazy, lazy man, you see, the house, the husband is lazy, the wife is lazy. When they are snoring, from that compound there, you'll be hearing here. We've been to the house of somebody, 7 o'clock, we're knocking. We're at that gate tonight, 30. Husband is sleeping, wife is sleeping, children are sleeping. When they came out, I said, this family is sick. And I got to him and I wrote a message, when the family is sick. I said, this family is sick. I said, we have been here since 7 o'clock. Oh, they're running. I said, last year, the people I sent to your house, they were outside for three hours. This family needs deliverance. You call yourself the man of the house. You want to sleep, you sleep naked. You slept 100%. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. Lazy hands bring poverty. You see, men, lazy. You will know. They will be going to their parents. Even at an old age, to collect something from their parents. To collect a lubo. What's a lubo? Powder. Um, yeah, powder. Yeah, flour from their parents. You are a useless person. How did you collect it? Mama, when you are coming, bring cocoyam. You? Cocoyam. Bring potato. Potato is there. Buy it. No. Mama, mama will bring it. Very lazy. If you are lazy, you can't survive marriage. Anything can happen. Sometimes a man is very strong and he will still rise up in the morning. He's very strong. Enter the bathroom. Take his bath. Take his pills, take his meals, and he goes, and you will not know he's strong. But some men, any smart man, hello, me in the barbershop, what are you going? Doctor Sokol, you join that. The doctor says I should be eating. I have to be eating every morning now. Yes, doctor says I should eat by five o'clock. Five o'clock, I must start eating. Yes. So what happened? I'm not coming. Yes. And give me like two months. I want to rest. That is the boyfriend you have now. When you get home today, tell him I'm not doing it again. Number 10, become a praying husband now. Become a praying wife now. Now stop praying that God should give you the right person. Pray that God should make you the right person to the man. And once you pray that God will give you the right person, somebody say, I hear you. Are you tired already? Become a prayer, a prayer, and a prayer person now. Luke 18 verse 1. And he said a parable unto them. To this end, a man ought to pray and not to faint. Right now, even though you don't know the man, start praying. Even don't know the woman, start praying. The prayer will begin to work in both of your lives. And connect you together when the time comes. But you are not praying. You are living your life to chance or chances. James chapter 5 verse 16. Prayer is what gets both of you through the problem that is coming. James chapter 5 verse 16. It's a prayer for one another. And that ye may be healed. The effect of a prayer of a righteous man. Verse 18. And they pray again. So in marriage you have to go and pray again and what? And again. You are going to pray again and what? And again. Very, very important. If we have said today that today that so a, a particular singer is coming, all the singles will be here. We deliberately not we didn't put ceremony. We want to preach. I pray for you just as my marriage work. May your marriage work in the name of Jesus. So prayer connects you to your partner. You have not met him, he's connecting you. He's connecting you. Long before you meet, prayer is doing the work. It paves the road for you to meet. Be a prayer person now. Number 11. I'm rounding off. Look at me. Don't write anything. Look at me first. Go and get a marketable skill that will help you in life. Go and get a marketable skill that will help you in life. See, in life, when the skillful and the gifted stand together, they will prefer the skillful than the gifted. 
the skillful will pay the gifted. The skillful means you have gathered not just marketable, you have become an expert in your particular field in life. Don't be a jack of all trade. Let there be a particular skill. You know that if they are talking about photography, they will look for me. If they are talking about electricity, they will look for me. If they are talking about making a shoe, they will look for me. Let me tell you, if you don't have skills, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Let that skill be going on a with your work. I pray for you, you will not be stranded in life. I'm not hearing you again. You will not be stranded in life. Anything can happen to salary. Anything can happen to it. Anything can happen. Especially when you have an inconsiderable, wicked boss. Anything can happen. I have an office. We close the office. And because I close the office, my staff, I still send them money. Ask for Pastor Paul. Office closed. And I'm still sending them money. When they came here, they said, Sir, how are you doing it? Are you paying us? We are not working. I said, don't worry. I said, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. Since I closed the office, you didn't resign. I sent you home. And since I sent you home, be eating in your house until we get another office. Then I asked, now that you are not going to the office, what are you doing at home? And I was surprised. One said, I've gathered this, I've learned this, I've learned this. Sir, let us start to do this. She was presenting it to me again. I said, I'm proud of you. I asked the second person, what have you done? He says, I mean, I'm just going to teach you. I'm just teaching. I'm teaching and I'm eating. And I'm eating. I wanted to tell her as you are going, may you not know the address of this place again. You are eating and eating. What skill do you have that can help you in time of trouble? I'm asking you. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. For these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding all vision. Solomon went looking for Hiram in 1 Kings chapter 7 verse 13. Because that boy was skillful. Look at me. Don't write anything now. I want to talk to you. Don't pretend. What skill do you have that can save you in time of trouble? Can you play chair? I'm asking you. What can you do? If the only thing you said you have is your body. <laughs> okay. That body is not for nonsense. I pray for you. The day of trouble, you will not be a failure. Amen. Number 12. I just say this one. Now, you want to marry. Don't marry empty-handed. Have at least a salary. You want to marry, and you don't have a job. Excuse me, what are you going to use to take care of yourself and your family? A girl was asking me, said, Daddy, we want to marry. And all of a sudden now, two months of the marriage, my husband has lost his job. What should we do? And I said, are you working? She said, she's working. I said, okay, if you are working, you can decide to help him. Can your salary carry both of you? He said, I don't think so. I said, call your husband. He called the husband and said, what do you think? Do you know what the guy said? The guy said, sir, I'm not marrying until I get a job. I said, come here. Shake me. God bless you. Bye-bye. He said, I'm not marrying. Some of you prefer a woman to put food in your table, on your table, and you are comfortable with it. Your life will not be destroyed, though. And they postponed the marriage. They postponed the marriage. So I said, come. Can you be doing business? It was the business he was doing, and God, nine months the business, and he said, I'm marrying now. Two days after marriage, they, got it. they gave him the job back. Have at least, the Bible said in 1st and 2nd Thessalonians 10, he said, For even when we were with you, we told you that if any man is not working, don't let him eat. Oh God, you are not working, no food for you. Should I continue? Number 13, be a firebrand Christian. Firebrand Christian. You want to marry? Please be a firebrand lady. Don't just be beautiful. Don't just be handsome. Be a firebrand. Psalm 97, verse 3. The fire goes before him and burn all his enemies. May fire of God burn all your enemies in the name of Jesus Christ. See, if you don't have no fireful, let me tell you. The wicked enemy will bring down your life down. They bring your life down. You must be a firebrand person. You must be a firebrand person. In this world, we are in a wicked world. Some people will just face your marriage. Let them come. 
The fire of God will roast them in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, get ready to forgive. Sir, if you are not ready to forgive, don't marry. Your wife is going to offend you. Look at me, my dear. Okay? Your husband is going to offend you. And Jesus said, is there any time you want to pray, pray like this? A father one in heaven? I'll be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be He said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So people will trespass against you. See, your husband is going to trespass against you. Get ready to forgive. A lady saw some things in the phone of the husband. He did not even ask him. The next thing she went, burned hot, hot or palm oil, and poured it on the man's um, private parts. We saw another one in Kenya or Uganda. She went, poured acid in the man's face. He said, it's because he's handsome, black and handsome, that girls are looking at him. And she did it and ran away. They caught her. The man survived, but his two eyes are gone. Get ready to forgive. Get ready to forgive. There are some things that will happen. The only thing that will make you run out of that marriage is if you are abused or if there is a death threat. If not, you die there. Yeah? I pray for you again. May your marriage work. Yes. Not hearing you. May your marriage work. Yes. Take note of this. And I'm saying this now to you as a father. Take note of this. Five things. As if I didn't say anything today. Wedding is not marriage. It is not written anywhere that is used white clothes and black suit for marriage. It is not said that you cannot marry on Sunday. I will wed you on the Sunday morning before service. And I will tell you to go for honeymoon. It, and you can marry with Kampala. Is it Kampala? What do you call it? Is it Kampala? Am I correct? You can marry with anything. It is not your beginning that matters. It is your end. Some of you will go looking for money. If you save for wedding for 16 years, how many years are you going to save for marriage? I'm asking you. Wedding is for a day. Marriage is forever. Number two, take note of this. Marriage is not for children, no. The day you marry like this, you have become an adult. Marriage is for mature people. It's not for small, small children. And I told you, I'm going to face a lot of pressure. I pray for you, you will not fail. I'm not here. I pray for you, not fail. Marriage is not 100% spiritual. See, look at me. Some of you are very spiritual. And it's a lie. Don't marry a man you cannot joke with. Don't marry a woman that you cannot play with. Because in marriage, there are emotional times. That you just play and joke. A man that cannot collect joke. We saw something. The lady, the man put cake in the man's mouth. The lady wanted to put it in the man's mouth. And the lady was doing like this to the man. The lady, in front of everybody, the man slapped. I don't take nonsense. On wedding day, excuse me. If that happened to your daughter, take her back home. If you can slap her in front of everybody, he will slaughter. No, slaughter her. Marriage is not a percent spiritual. I'll be very stupid when I get up now and I'm not like this to my wife. How are you? God bless you. Oh, There's no kurimashi in my house. I didn't see anything. It's more oh, Santaria. Oh, oh, lie. In the house, I am emotional. How are you? Fine, babe. Anybody that is in my house that is even fine. Oh, like my lady perfume. Be, I'm telling you. Marriage is not a percent spiritual. Forget it. Now marry a man that you can't even kiss him. Even you kiss him. What did you just do now? I'm preparing a message and tomorrow is going to be hot. Oh Lord, may God forgive you. You are in, tra- you are in trouble already. Pastor says, you want to laugh, laugh. Don't bother your laughter. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> I just praise God. Take note of this. No equality in marriage. Somebody is the head, the other is the neck. Don't say, no, me and my husband, we are the same. You are not the same. The pastor was preaching. I expected him before. He said, every man and woman, you are equal. I said, off the television, and that man, when I see that man in my, in my television again, I'm going to break the... I said, no, I'm not breaking my television. I will remove it from the network. 
can you be preaching to people that man and woman? No. Somebody is the head, the other is the neck. I was preaching somewhere in Europe, and when I got to that church, I didn't know what's happening. I just said, the Lord said to me, that who is the head here? He said, the man or the woman? The woman did like this. It's him. He said, later people are telling me the church, that, huh? How did you know, sir? In this church, mama is the one, no? They're supposed to invite you for three months program. I didn't go. I said, I know go. Where the woman is the one that will be telling me, sit down there. She came into one conference one day that we are doing. And says, Daddy, where's my share? Where's my share here? You may want to do this with me. My share is not here. You are not serious. You must be stupid. Right in front of me. I was the one that went, sorry, mom, sorry, mama. Mama, mama. It's 10 o'clock. And finally, don't forget this marriage is not competition. Don't marry because your friends are marrying. Are you hearing me? Don't marry because your younger brother married. Don't marry because people mock you. Don't marry because you are growing old. Mm-mm-mm. Don't marry to reply any person. I'm going to reply them with marriage. Eh? Marry when you are ready. Christ on your feet and let us pray. Are you blessed? Alright. Please, I want to pray for you. Just connect. It's 10 o'clock already. I want to pray for you. Just connect and I'll pray for you. I pray the first prayer for you that God will help you to be correct in marriage in Jesus' name. Pray the second prayer for you. Any marital mistake that you are making now, may God use this word to correct them for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray the third prayer for you. Anything said to make your marriage fail, let the angels of God remove them from your track in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray the fourth prayer for you by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Every wrong relationship that they are planned for you to display, to derail you, you will not enter into such in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray the spirit of power and fire, fire from above, that the wickedness of the enemy will not be able to catch you. Receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of unnecessary stupid pride, cast out of your life now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of selfishness, only you, me, me, I cause them to live now in the name of Jesus Christ. Power to be the great woman, prepared for your husband, the right woman. The power to be the right man is coming upon you now in the name of Jesus Christ. As the Lord make you to be the right man, right woman, God will give you the right partner in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that will help you in your marriage, spiritually, financially, you will not lack them. God will give them to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you. Your marriage will not just be good. It shall be sweet in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not hearing you. Your marriage will not just be good. It shall be sweet and fulfilling in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray into your future that your marriage will not die or end in divorce in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray for you that anything called inferiority complex in your life uh, and anything called insecurity, I cause them to live in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray for you today that everything you will need to fill your assignment spiritually, financially, let me see your hand. God shall give them to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you again. Sickness will not make your partner to run away in the name of Jesus Christ. Any sickness that will tamper with your marital life, I curse them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Your life shall be a great life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. God bless you. We believe you've been richly blessed by this message. You can join our counseling hour every Tuesday from 7 a.m. at Sanctuary of Wonders International Ministry. Our prophetic hour of solution holds every first Wednesday of the month, time 7 a.m. Every other Wednesday of the month, apart from the first Wednesday, is our healing service, time 6 p.m. Our Jericho Hour program holds every fourth Saturday of the month, time 7 a.m. Join us every Sunday, our prophetic super Sunday service, every Sunday by 7.30 a.m. for online radio, podcast and live streaming of our services, visit our church website at www.femiakelaministries.com. Subscribe to our daily devotional and take advantage of our platform for our books and messages. You can also enjoy free messages download on our Telegram channel. Join Reverend Femi Akela Ministries International or search for our handle, Sewing Official. For prayer, counseling, and inquiries, call 
0809-237-7861 and 0809-237-7861 or 0806-078-2036 Email contact at femiacnolaministries.com Sanctuary of Wonders International Ministry Raising of People of Integrity Pop, Pebbles, and Sunday Power.